0: This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we finish Ruth with Ruth Waits with Naomi, Take My Rite of Redemption, Boaz Redeems, Ruth Bears Obed, and then we head back into the New Testament with Intro to James. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendoors.org or your favorite podcast provider.
1: my lips. appear to us. The Christ has appeared to us. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 42. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spreads out the earth and what comes before it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you to in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name, my glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before you they spring forth, I tell you of them. O Lord, have mercy on us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. And now, in these
2: last days, he has spoken to us by his
0: Son. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, and the prison those who sit in darkness. My first call was to St. John's Ash Grove, a small country, rural church in Winarga, Illinois. And when I say rural, I mean rural. was established in 1887 and that year they just didn't plant corn and built a church my closest neighbor mile or so down the road now what you need to know about me is i'm a city guy not big city guy i grew up in a little small town but i spent my whole life around street lights my whole life in fact Back in the days before cell phones, that's how you knew it was time to go home. The streetlights came on. And if you weren't heading home at that point, you had to explain to mom and dad why. My first night in that parsonage, that small, rural, country church, was to say the least, interesting. You turned off the lights, you really couldn't see your hand in front of your face. It was cloudy, so there was no moon, no street lights, no floodlights, no ambient light at all. Forget about getting up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom because you would run smack dab into a wall. Needless to say, the next morning we got up and made the 25 mile drive to the nearest Walmart and we bought some night lights. We're surrounded by darkness, aren't we? Of course, I'm not talking about when the lights go out. The world is a dark and scary place, and it's only getting darker and scarier every single day. Wars, rumors of wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines, earthquakes, and we get to deal with all of it. Some of you are just a few months away from going out into that dark world in order to bring the good news to the poor. Are you ready? That's okay. Neither was I. Don't get me wrong, the professors here did their absolute best to prepare me. The classroom work, the study programs, the immersion programs in rural and small-town ministry, the preaching from this very pulpit. You know, I sat down and figured it out. By the time I left seminary, I had heard somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 sermons from this pulpit. Daily Chapel, opening services, call services, vicarage placements, special services. Although, to be fair, I realized this was only the second time I've ever preached from this pulpit. The only other time was when I was in homiletics class. And I half expect to get back to my office and find an email from Dr. Kentcher with a voice recording on it that says, okay, Matt, let's talk about the sermon you preached in chapel this morning. Didn't appear like you were thinking in thoughts in this particular point. (laughs) Still, 500 sermons or so from this pulpit. Some really memorable ones, too. I remember Dr. Pultz telling us that we needed to put our big boy pants on. Dr. Rast's ever-rememberable It's a Trap sermon. I've heard... President Harrison, district presidents, guest pastors, preachers, all teaching, all doing their best to prepare me to go out into that dark world and face what was waiting for me. They all did their best to get me to remember our words from Isaiah this morning. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prisoners, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Because that's what Jesus came to do, to bring light, open the eyes of the blind, set the captives free, bring prisoners out of the dungeons. And that's a good thing, because without him, what would we have? Darkness. Despair. Death. We'd be lost. The truth is, without the light of Christ, we would be running into a lot of walls. We'd live in a dark world. And it's only getting darker. As I said, some of you are about to go out into that world and the professors have done their outright best to prepare you, but you're going to run into things you never thought of. When I graduated, I could never have imagined that I was going to have to navigate my congregation through COVID. You're going to run into things you know about, things like people who tell you that bad is good and good is bad. Do whatever you want, as long as it makes you happy. After all, God wants you to be happy. You're going to have people who are telling you abortion is about a woman exercising the rights over her own body. You're going to have members of your congregation who are living together, having sex outside of marriage, and you are going to have to deal with that. People who tell you that we need to bless same-sex marriages. After all, the papacy is doing it. Why can't we get on board? You're going to have to deal with transgenderism in your schools, in your cities, in your neighborhoods. Students in your confirmation class who come back for break and tell you a student now wants to be called Michelle instead of Michael. The world is getting darker every single day. So when you go out into that dark world, when you get out there, face these things, and whatever new challenges arise next year, I want you to keep these words of Isaiah. Remember, your Lord tells you, I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Keep those words close. Know that they are true. Trust in them with your heart. No, you can trust in them because they were spoken by God the Lord who created the heavens, stretched them out, who spread out the earth, who comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, and spirit to those who walk in it. Your Lord is the creator of all things, which means he is in control, always has been. He always will be. Everything that has happened, he knew was going to happen. Everything that is going to happen, he has already seen. He knows where you're going to walk. Knows the troubles that you faced. He knows the troubles you're going to face. He's been with you the whole time. Which is why our Lord said before he ascended into heaven, behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age. We miss that sometimes though, because Jesus doesn't bust his way into our lives. Instead, he comes quietly, meekly through word and sacrament. Comes to you through the preaching Hearing of his word comes to you through simple bread, ordinary wine. Isaiah said a bruised reed he would not break, a smoldering wick he would not snuff out. Unlike conquering generals who are eager to trample the weak, Jesus props up the weak. No, always he'll be with you as you face that couple who are living together he will be with you always as you preach the sanctity of life from birth through to its natural end he will be with you as you boldly declare god created them man created man in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them The reality is Jesus still perseveres today, and that's comforting to know because when we're ready to give up on friends and family, on a congregation that just doesn't seem to follow the word of God, Jesus still cares for them. He's working to bring them to the truth. Since Jesus doesn't give up, neither should we. We keep sharing the word, keep bringing law and gospel. Let the Holy Spirit do his work so that he can change hearts. Do more than that, though. Show God's love. Be there for your people. Be there for your congregation. Show them the love God has for them. A love that does what is best for the person, even though they may not deserve it. After all, God gives us love. And we certainly don't deserve that. You know I realized I would have loved to be there at Jesus' baptism. Would have loved to see the heavens open, witness the Holy Spirit descending on Jesus, to hear the Father as he introduces Jesus as his son. As you see, the Father doesn't introduce him like that to the world anymore. He doesn't he does want the world to see his son. He wants the world to meet the suffering servant, which is why he continues to share his word, which is why he continues to share his sacrament. And we bring him to his people every chance we get. And we let the Holy Spirit do the work. I'm not gonna lie. It's not going to be easy. There are days you're going to hit your knees and you're going to scream to God, why did you put me in this place? Why am I here? What is your will for me? What is your will for my life? It's going to happen. I know it will, because it happened for me. But it does think about Isaiah. Remember, God says, I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. If you remember that, if you keep that close to your heart, if you share that with your people, the light of Christ will shine. The eyes of the blind will be opened, prisoners released, and they will no longer sit in darkness. in his name, the name above all names, the only name by which we are saved. Amen. Amen. And now the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.
1: we remember deaconess student Ruthann Langness's niece, Michaele, who has been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Let us pray. O Lord, keep your family, the church, continually in the true faith that, relying on the hope of your heavenly grace, we may ever be defended by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord God, by the example of your blessed Son, grant your servant Michaeli grace to accept patiently the sufferings of the present time in full assurance of the glory that shall be revealed to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your holy, mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallelujah. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be
0: to God. The Almighty and Merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you.